0: Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. So glad you guys are joining us today. Of course, this is Anita Thomas, the Anita of Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. And as always, sitting in beside me is Olivia. Olivia, hi. How are you today? Hi, Anita. I'm feeling good. Happy to be here. And we'll be talking about some sports, tourism, and of course, quarter miles later on. We have a lot to talk about today because, you know, when we go traveling, we meet all of these very interesting people with interesting stories. And really, for me, travel is about that. It's about the interesting people, the culture, the places, the people, all of those things that we get to encounter and experience when we travel. And, you know, I thought today we could also talk with some of these folks that we meet sometimes because they have very interesting stories. For instance, I'd love to talk with Paul Carberry who has been working in tourism for quite some time. And he is the founder of New Zealand In Depth. And I, I just want to hear about that because New Zealand's one of those countries I love. And he's doing some really interesting things out there. Now, he's been, as I mentioned, working in travel for a while. Uh, and he sort of grew up in it, so to speak. And now he's doing all these wonderful things in New Zealand. So let's just go ahead and bring him on and get him to start telling us about some of the things he's doing so Paul welcome to the show thank you Anita good morning good morning good morning now tell me a little bit about what you're doing because I know you're doing some things around predator free travel and really what New Zealand in depth your company is doing to support that so just kind of jump right in and tell us what that's all about
1: okay well New Zealand's a fascinating place from an ecological and conservation point of view because it's uh isolated out in the south pacific as, uh, as most people would recognize when they looked at it on the globe out there stretched away from australia in the middle of nowhere and it's got a, a very interesting and unique history as far as wildlife and nature's concerned because it was separated away from the australian continent around about 70 million years ago wow. and since that so you know, around about the time of the, the dinosaurs dying out <laughs> since that time it's evolved in complete isolation so Incredibly, that's something that's actually very difficult for people in the rest of the world to fully appreciate, New Zealand has no native land mammals. Oh, really? There are, only, there are two species of bat that we think at some stage will probably have been blown over from Australia and they've, they've evolved themselves in New Zealand, but there are no native land mammals. So all the, the animals that we would expect to see in any other part of the world, there are, there are none of them in New Zealand. So all the wildlife in New Zealand... The native wildlife are either birds, or reptiles, or invertebrates, so insects, spiders, etc. Now the problem that we have, and this is something that I must admit, as a as a an Englishman, as a Brit, that we have to <laughs> confess to having a, a fair degree of responsibility in, when the the British and the Europeans first started to settle in New Zealand in the 17 and 1800s, they brought with them their own introduced animals, and we're talking about things like Rabbits and rats, goats, wild pigs, possums from Australia, stoats, for instance, which is a a sort of weasel ferret type creature. We brought all of these things in. And unfortunately, the wildlife in New Zealand, the native bird life, the native invertebrates and and reptilian life didn't have any defense mechanism. They evolved in the absence of this type of predator. So many of the birds have become flightless. Many of the birds that anywhere else in the world would nest in the trees, in New Zealand they nest on the ground. They they don't have any natural defence. So this has been a major problem in New Zealand that's uh, certainly over the last 100 to 150 years. And New Zealand has realised that they've got a a major problem and they've actually introduced a, a target to remove invasive predator species such as the rats and the the wild pigs and the the stoats that I mentioned by 2050. So it's a huge undertaking, but it's something that they are actively engaging with the population from an educational point of view, getting kids involved at school. And it's something that we as a company have always found to be a very important thing to share with our clients what's unique about New Zealand's environment and to try now to, to work with people on the ground in New Zealand to, to really promote this idea of working towards a, a sustainable predator-free future.
0: Well, that, that sounds really fascinating, and I'm thinking, too, that in terms of travel and people coming to New Zealand, it's really important for them to understand that as well and how their footprint as part of a tourist there can also affect this.
1: Absolutely, and it's the same that we'd find in so many parts of the world, that you'd arrive in New Zealand, and I I must admit, when I first went to New Zealand in 1997, I was just blown away by the beauty, by the wilderness, by the mountains and the forest, and didn't actually fully appreciate the the environmental battle that was going on. Mm. And so many tourists will we'll do this in, in all parts of the world. They'll arrive, they'll, they'll look, they'll enjoy, and they'll go away maybe without having that full connection. So we feel as a New Zealand travel specialist that we have a, a really clear responsibility to share that message, to make people realize that, yes, it is beautiful, but it's under threat. Right. And I think anyone visiting any destination anywhere in the world, has to, it, as you said, it's about the footprint. It's, it's okay, what, what, do we, what do we put back into this destination that we enjoy? How do we, how do we try and make it better rather than just going and taking some photographs and, and going away? So exactly. that, that's why we, we've really been trying to, to promote that idea.
0: Well, I, I love that, and I think it's something that really needs to kind of take hold all over the world because there are so many endangered species that... We like to go, as you mentioned, take those photographs of them. But if they're endangered, you know, they may not be around that long. But now, Paul, tell me a little bit more about your company, though, and some of the other things that you guys are doing. Are you involved with some of the New Zealand wine, kind of jumping over to, to the wine topic?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, me, I'm always happy to, to move on to wine. I mean, it's it's afternoon for me. I know it's morning for you in, in Atlanta, so uh, maybe a bit. Or is it, is it ever too early? I don't know. But, yeah, we're we're very... In terms of what we do in New Zealand, we, we are very much a specialist to, to the degree that whatever people's interests might be, whether it's wildlife, bird watching, golf, Fishing, wine, we will bring all of that into the programs that we arrange for people. So the wine is something, from a personal point of view, I'm, I'm by no means a wine expert, but I'm, I'm certainly a wine and food enthusiast. And one of the great things about New Zealand, from, a, from the point of view of somebody who enjoys the wine, is that there are so many different wine styles. Almost every style of wine imaginable is produced in New Zealand because it has the degree of, of climate, the, the soil types that replicate just about every wine-growing environment in the world. So whether you like a really good, powerful Bordeaux-style red wine or a very, very dry, crisp Sauvignon Blanc, which New Zealand has really owned in terms of that style, to a more traditional... Northern Californian Chardonnay, or again, looking at the, the Californian perspective, Pinot Noir, New Zealand is now considered to be one of the foremost producers of Pinot Noir in the world. So mm. that's something that we always bring into our itinerary for people mm. who have the interest. And one of the great things about traveling around New Zealand from a wine point of view is that, whereas in many parts of the world, you might go to a wine region just for the wine, and there probably wouldn't be a huge reason to go to that area if you weren't interested in wine. With New Zealand, those wine-growing areas are just part of the scenery. They are You you could actually go, if you were teetotal, if you didn't drink at all, you could still go to these areas and, and really enjoy the experience of being out in the environment, being out in the landscape. So it's actually a really good fit. And this is what we'll do. We'll find out what people enjoy, what sort of wine works for them what their style and their preference is, and we'll help to build an itinerary that brings that in and brings in some of the the smaller boutique wineries that you wouldn't find anywhere else, you wouldn't see on a supermarket shelf, because often these places, they produce very tiny volumes for domestic consumption only. So we'll, we'll bring those ideas into an itinerary for people.
0: Well, you know, this sounds fantastic, Paul, because what it sounds like is that you guys create all of these very unusual itineraries that are customized really to what the tourist or what the, what the visitor really wants to see and do when they're in New Zealand. So we're coming down to the end of this segment. So can you give us a website or a way for us to find out more information to support all the things that you guys are doing to, you know, help with the predator free travel, but also too just about your your company? How can we find out more information?
1: So you can find out more about us on our website, which is newzealand-indepth.com.
0: Well, that's fantastic, Paul. So thank you so much. You know, Olivia and I, we're sitting here, we're thinking, we may need to come over to New Zealand and visit you. Your, <laughs> your trips and your itinerary sound fantastic. So thank you so much for joining us this, uh, today.
1: That's great, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Anita. I'm Olivia. Really appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. Now, you guys sit tight, because when we come back, as Olivia mentioned at the top of the show, we have lots to talk about today. So don't go anywhere. Stay put. We'll be back in a few minutes. Today's show is brought to you by the Sapporo Island Vacation, and you can check them out at sapporoislambeachvacations.com. This is Travel Bags with Anita and Vince. Back in a moment. I just want to stay in the sun where I find I know it's hard sometimes. Pieces of peace in the sun's peace of mind I know it's hard sometimes